Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Get My Job podcast, episode number one on Blue Wire, and I am your host, Tracy Sandler. On this premiere episode, I am so excited to sit down with Camille Kostick, Sports Illustrated cover model and advocate for self-acceptance. Camille is all around amazing. Before we dive in, I'd love to ask everyone listening to please subscribe to the Get My Job podcast on iTunes and leave us a review. One lucky reviewer will win some one lucky reviewer will win some very cool fangirl merchandise and be highlighted in an upcoming episode. Make sure to screenshot your review on your Instagram story and tag at Fangirl Sports Network. Hashtag get my job podcast for your chance to win. Hello, Fangirl Nation. I could not be more excited about this interview. You guys know Camille as a Sports Illustrated cover model, as a dancer who is never not dancing, and we will talk more of that. Uh, we at Fangirl Sports we at Fangirl Sports Network collaborated with Camille on a hat for this fall that says Never Not Dancing, and you can buy it starting today. We are very excited. Camille, welcome to the first ever Get My Job podcast. I didn't know that this was the first ever. I had this no idea first. this was even more exciting. Yes, this is the first ever. You are our first guest. I cannot think of a better way to kick it off. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we are so excited. Oh honored. Yay! Well, we are very honored to have you. So this is just like a mutual love fest back and forth between me and Camille and Fangirl Sports Network. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I think we were talking about this before, how we just feel like we already know each other through, like, the power of social media. It's just so interesting how it works. And, and you were like, is that weird? And I was like, it's not weird at all. Not at all. <laughs> that's You know what? It's the world we live in. It might be weirder to pretend we don't. Um, but Camille and I were both at the Super Bowl and kept missing each other at various events. And so I'm excited we get to talk today and talk about you and your journey um, and how you are an inspiration to women everywhere in the sports industry and beyond. Um, so let's go ahead and get to it. Uh, first and foremost, I want to talk about Never Not Dancing. As I'm sure everyone knows, that is Camille's official hashtag. He loves dancing. Everybody sends dancing videos. Camille, how did that start? When did you know you wanted to be a dancer? Tell us everything. So never not dancing. I actually, whenever I get asked this question, it's like a frequently asked question. I love it. And it's, and I actually can't even believe it's become something because I think that's like the number one thing in marketing with brands. It's just, it's things that naturally align with your life. And that's just like, that's a no brainer for me. Dance has always been a part of my life. Like before I was going to school. 
So when I was young, it was one of those things where, you know, you're, I was a firstborn, so I'm the oldest of four. And my mom just wanted to figure out, you know, what is she passionate about? What does she love to do? She didn't want to force me to do anything I didn't want to do. And, you know, I tried karate. I tried a couple, you know, t-ball and all that stuff. And it was just like dance was the thing that I couldn't wait to wake up and go to every single day. Tie my ballerina shoes and go in a dance class, stand front row, look at myself in the mirror and learn the choreography and just like smile and perform my little bum off. So I like, it was a no brainer that when I had to discover, like, if you had to ask me what was your first passion, it was dance. I've been, I never took a break. I'm like 20, what, 22, 23 years deep into dance now. Um, and I took it very, very seriously. By the age of seven, I started competing nationally. And it was just always a part of my life. Like, it was like, go to school, go to dance, do your homework, repeat. Like, that was it. My family vacations were dance nationals around the globe. But it was just, it was a way of life. And it was fun for me. And I loved it. And it was one of those things that, you know, as I got older and I graduated high school, it was like, wow, I, this is my biggest passion. How can I take this professionally? And whether people know or don't know, I'm a former NFL cheerleader for the New England Patriots feel so lucky to have cheered alongside a Super Bowl winning team. So I had the experience of cheering at the biggest stage in America in my eyes, which was the Super Bowl. And I just, when I stepped away from being an NFL cheerleader, dance never really left my heart, my soul. So I just like, I dance even at times when it's probably not appropriate in grocery stores, through the parking lots, like while I'm driving um, even when there's no music, when I'm on sets of photo shoots and whenever people are doing behind the scenes photos or videos, I'm always dancing. And um, in between shots, whether it's on location for Sports Illustrated swimsuit shoots or it's different jobs on the scene on the sets in New York, from Miami, L.A., whatever it may be, everyone on location is like, girl, you are just always dancing like you're never not dancing. And a lot of people thought it was funny would take my videos and upload them and tag me on Instagram stories and whatever else. And it, I just started reposting them. I started sharing them. And it was, I think what was cool is it was something a lot of people didn't see, like me just dancing in different situations all the time. And I just started writing hashtag never not dancing because that's what people were saying I was never not doing. And it just kind of stuck. It's been going on for like four years now. And now it's, it's kind of gone viral and it's cool because it's almost like a positive movement. Like I feel like you can't dance and move to music without being happy. So I think the greatest part that's come out of this hashtag is seeing babies and grandparents and girls with their friends or their boyfriends at weddings or parties or in the backyard on boats, wherever they may be, just dancing. And it's so cool for when they tag me and they write hashtag never not dancing and I share it. Even other people love watching strangers just dancing and having a good time. So that's, that's the gist of that. Which that is, that is awesome. Um, and I want to, <laughs> so do you find like if you're down, if you're having a tough day, do you just put on the music and start dancing? Oh, 100%. I feel like music is what makes the world go around like I feel like the reason I had such a passion for dance is because music is involved it there I have like a certain playlist it's actually funny people think I did this playlist there's never not dancing multiple playlists on Spotify and iTunes music and I did not create them and people will play them for me on sets of photo shoots and I'm always like 
how did you know I love this music? And it's like all of my favorite upbeat jives of like Jackson 5 and Kygo and I don't know. Oh, uh, one of my favorite jams is Valerie by Amy Winehouse. And it's like all of my go-to jams. And they're like, oh, it's a playlist I found of yours called Never Not Dancing. And I was like, I didn't create that. And it's so cool because it's my fan base grabbing all the music I've ever used for Never Not Dancing videos on my feed or in my Instagram stories or that they've heard on the radio while I'm bopping around. And they've just written them all down and compiled them for me. So um, it's so cool because those playlists literally light my soul on fire and get me so excited, put me in the mood. Um, there's a lot of early call times, you know, in this in this industry where, you know, you're having to get up, whether it's for a flight or for a shoot or whatever it may be. And, you know, the only way that will get me to that set in the car or through traveling and wake me up is a good song. So to really, like, fire me up, put me in the mood, whether it's for a lecture or whatever it is. So music is a game changer for me. It's a mood changer for me 100%. Well, and it's funny that you said that the playlists have gotten created by things people have seen on your Instagram, your Instagram stories, and kind of something in the beginning was when I said, is it weird that we know each other through social media? And it's not. And I think one of the things that people really love about you is they do feel like they know you through social media. And I think it's so cool that they've paid attention and paid attention to what you like. And I think that's part of what's made you such a champion for positivity and such a great role model. So... I think that's Thank one of the you. really, cool oh, you're welcome. And it's, you know, social media gets a bad rap and, and there are some negatives, but this is one of the many positives. Um, I want to go back to when you were a kid dancing and you may not have a story like this, but I just thought it might be fun to share. Do you have any embarrassing moments from a competition or a recital? Okay. I don't know if I would say that it's embarrassing, but it was definitely a memorable moment. So I did, um, I, I had, so first off, I think that I'm so comfortable. This is, this is going to be weird to a lot of people, but I am so comfortable changing out in the open. Like when I'm on location, um, for sports illustrates and suits specifically, like you're going through 17 suits in a day for the shoot, like catching, like have to, you know, catch the light, get everything in before the sun goes down. And I am so quick to just like drop my drop trowel and just change in front of people. I'm like, so I don't know if it's like that I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I'm comfortable in my skin, but I just am so used to having quick changes backstage as a dancer growing up that like I was never nervous about changing outfits. So that's number one. That's kind of like made, like created the person that I am now. I'm like, Oh, I'm not nervous. They're like, Camille, there's people here. And I'm like, I don't care. But, um, <laughs> I, I remember I was seven years old and I had um, a solo performance and you know, when you, when you're about to do something and like big time, like whether, you know, you're about to speak for a crowd or do a performance or whatever, maybe you get nervous, but you're also excited and you can't determine if you actually are sick or if you're actually just nervous and it's going to go away. I mm -hmm. was so torn between, Oh, these are my nerves. I was so sick backstage. I was actually ill. And I remember being backstage and this is like TMI, but puking into a Dunkin' Donuts bag. But I was persistent. Like, I am not, I don't give up. I don't quit. Like, I've had a broken toe and have gone on stage and danced. I used to play lacrosse. I broke my fingers in the game. They put, I was like, put band-aids on, stick them together. I will finish this game. I will not quit. If I have like, a big migraine but I'm supposed to like 
I don't know, have something that I need to be like, I will not, I will suck it up. So it was, I was adamant. I was like, I am going out there and I'm performing. I don't care if I vomit, like I will turn it on and I will like be out there and do my best. So I had a solo performance and there were a lot of times in the stance that I had to bend over backwards um, in the routine. And I remember I thought I was going to throw up on stage and I just had to like, hold it back but so it wasn't an embarrassing moment but it was a very memorable moment I just remember my mom was backstage because she was listening the whole time like this kid is going to throw up on stage during her solo act and I remember doing this layout which is when you completely lay your back all the way out you stick one leg up in the air you do like a full back extension and I remember standing up and looking at her and having to like take a deep breath before turning around and just like being like show business Camille and like putting a smile on but I will never forget that day because it could have ended super bad and very, very, very memorable in a bad way. But, um, yeah, I, um, I don't quit. I don't give up. I keep going, <laughs> even if, like, in rough situations. Well, and that's really impressive as a seven-year-old to have that kind of mind over matter. And where do you think that came from? Were you born that way? I, I 110% give credit to my mom. She... She was like, I don't want to use the word stage mom, but she's like been by my side for everything. I was very fortunate to have a stay-at-home mom growing up um, through like my childhood years of traveling around and her kind of like being by my side of um, me and my siblings while we, you know, figure out the things that we love to do and always being there to pick us up from school um, and bring us to our after-school activities and so forth. And so it was just a lot of time spent with her traveling in the car um, and her just kind of like enlightening me. You know, I was actually... I was raised without a scale in the house because she always told us that it was the way that you felt in your clothes and not the numbers on the scale. I never counted calories through everything that I've done as a dancer, as an on-camera reporter, as a model. Um, And frankly, unless I was getting a physical, I didn't know what my weight was. Or, you know, if sometimes at the gyms I was working at it, there'd be scales and I'd be like, I wonder what I weigh. But I've never owned or bought a scale in my life, especially being in this industry, which a lot of people think is weird. But um, she's just definitely taught me that mind over matter situation. There's been a lot of times, you know, I feel like we've all been there, um, whether you're hypochondriac or not, where you're just like, I really think I'm sick. I really don't think I can do this. I really, and it's always like my mom would be the one I would call and whether it was young or calling from college or whatever it may be. And she's always the one to be like, Camille, take a breath. You are in control of your thoughts. You are in control of the way you feel talk yourself down from this, check in with yourself, check in with your head, check in with your chest, check in with your stomach, check in with your gut, check in with your feet, ground yourself, take your shoes off, come off of this anxiety, come off of this stress, come off of this. And then, you know, if there was still an emergency after the fact, we would take it into matters. But she has always been the one to be like, you are bigger than this fear. You are bigger than this anxiety. You're bigger than this thought, this stress, this boy, this whatever it may be. So she has totally instilled so many of my values that I, I still carry with me now is at 27. Well, that's amazing. And I think that's such an important lesson. You really touched on something that really resonates with me when I'm having moments of stress or lack of confidence, whatever it is. And the idea that you are, you are bigger than it. You know, we have a tendency to feel that that energy, so to speak, is bigger than us and it's controlling us. But that's such a great message that, no, no, you're in control. You're we're bigger than whatever this is going on and you can get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's so mm-hmm. important. I was lucky to have um, 
parents like that. And I always say, and it sounds like you feel the same, that I always knew no matter what I did, they were behind me and by my side. And, you know, I think that starts from an early age. Um, But I really love how you said that, that you are bigger than it because because we all are. And I think we let these things overtake us and outside Mm -hmm. energies and thoughts. So I, I love that that was something that she instilled with you in you because I think that's very important. And so you touched on, you know, not having a scale, not counting calories, which is amazing. And I think scale should be abolished, <laughs> maybe not abolished, maybe that's strong. Yeah. But I, I, they do cause more harm than good. It is how you feel in your clothes. You've been very outspoken about negativity that you've had um, throughout your career. You, I read the other day that you were told you should lose weight, been told you should lose weight. What do you do to counteract that and obviously stay comfortable in your skin? And kind of what advice do you have, you know, for young girls? Because it's obviously a huge problem in our society and there's so much pressure, especially with social media and, and magazines and everything. So, you know, what is some advice that you have that has really helped you along the way? You know, it's it's going to sound so cliche, but like when you really think about the words I'm going to say and you implement them in your life, it it really is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Not comparing yourself to other people is my number one advice. And it sounds like I feel like so many people direct message me or they email me or when I do meet and greet sets, they're most frequently asked questions. And I will say it over and over and over again. It is so easy, especially with social media now, to get mm-hmm. lost in the next supermodel and the next Instagram model and the next colleague and the next, you know, stranger that you're following of like, what's the epitome of like how my bum should look, how my face should look, how my skin should look, how my body should look, what I should, what I should be doing day to day. What is defined as success in this day and age? You know, how, how many followers or how many likes I have, you know, does it, I, I don't know how to say this. We are all human beings. We are all going through something and we are all uniquely ourselves. And it is, it is took me a long time and I'm still on my journey to self-love, but authenticity is so freaking powerful. And I truly do believe that my fan base is who they are and people that I can connect with, connect with because I, I, I just can't fake it. I don't like frauds. I feel like real recognize real. I feel like the people that follow me and that I meet, you know, not everybody is nice and rooting for me that follows me, but I'll tell you a damn majority of them are at least it seems. And I really think it's because I just add, like, I'm a woman's girl. Like I, I want people to be successful, whether I know you or not. I want to hear about your stories. Tell me about your struggles. I want to help you. And I just think that not comparing yourself to other people, like even the people that comment on my photos that say, I wish I was you. My dream is to grow up to be you. Um, like goals. Those are, those are cute. But at, at, at the end of the day, it's like, you don't want to be me. You want to be, if you want to be like me, then you want to be like abundantly free of comparison. You want to be abundantly free of letting anybody else define who you are. If you want to be like me, then you just, that means you want to be who you are. You want to own all that you are. And it's so much easier said than done. But like, there's just something about ignoring other, other people. And I don't mean like ignoring people in life, but if you see someone that looks beautiful on the internet, so be it, but let them be an inspiration to you. And if it's something that you feel like you're constantly comparing that you can't achieve, then hit the unfollow button. Um, But that, I don't know. I feel like 
when I have to deal with the trolls or negativity or anything else, you just have to constantly remind yourself that no matter what somebody is saying about you, you know who you are. We are already hard enough on ourselves. We wake up and go to sleep with ourselves every single day. We look at ourselves in the mirror and see ourselves more than anybody else out there. Um, and we know what our flaws are. We know what we love about ourselves. So it's almost like, how dare us put the blame on you? How dare us allow us to be affected by anything that anybody else says? We are already hard enough on ourselves. We already have to deal with our mind and body every single day. It's a battle sometimes. So I just, the way that I deal with it is I just kind of check in with myself, remind myself, you know who you are, you know what you want to work on, you know what you love about yourself, and don't let these other people get to you. Um, again, a lot easier said than done, but when when you constantly remind yourself of that over and over again, you start to realize, like, yeah, this is me and my life. Like, people are going to judge no matter what. So you just kind of got to keep checking in with yourself. There's a great book uh, called The Four Agreements that I would recommend to everybody to read it. I don't know. Camille, have you read it? No. It's great. It's, um, I will tell everybody, it's a really quick read. And it, it's essentially four agreements on how you live your life. One of them is not to take anything personally. And what's so interesting in the way that he talks about it is even things that seem personal are not about you. Even if someone comes on like my Instagram page and says something like, what a, you know, you, you seem like an idiot, you're ugly, you shouldn't have been wearing that dress. Whatever somebody, something means someone should yep. say, as hurtful as it seems and as hard as it not take it personal, it's not personal. It's about them. There's a self-hatred there. They're having a bad day. They need to take it out on someone. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's, I think, a really good one. And that's really what you're saying is it's just you can't take it personally. It's easier said than done, but it's yeah. not about you. Even the comments that seem personal are not about you. And it's so interesting. Once you finally get to that state of mind, and even when I'm in that state of mind, that doesn't mean that there aren't people who have triggered me. That doesn't mean that there are comments where I'm just like, whoa, 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 wait a second. And, you know, sometimes I want to stoop down to them and be like, wait, you know, is that really like how I look? Is that really like it? But when you get to this mindset of kind of not being faced by the trolls or the negative comments, it's, it's truly like euphoric. It's like... You, you like get to this state of mind where if you're just so untouched and un literally unbothered, like I feel like there's so many memes on the internet, you literally become so unbothered by these people. It's gotten to the point where I literally have seen the most disturbing comments about myself that I would never wish upon any of my siblings, my friends, or any strangers. And I think that's why I'm so outspoken because I feel so fortunate to have been raised in a way that I am so strong-willed and strong-minded that I feel like I have to speak for the voiceless and, and, and remind people and check in. And, and sometimes, you know, lately I've been, I, when I get a little anxious, I take it to the internet, not because I want attention from people to be like, it's going to be okay. I know I'm going to be okay. But I do it for the people who, who need to be reminded, who need to see like, you are not alone. Because sometimes it's all that it takes. And, you know, they always say like, sticks and stones may break my bones. Words will never hurt me. Words hurt, man especially in this day and age of social media and technology, we see words. Like, you can't turn it off. Even when you go home from school, you go home from the workplace, or you're in your car alone or wherever you may be, the Internet is still chirping. And 
words literally will unfortunately take people to eating disorders, self-harming, putting themselves in, in, a, in a state of anxiety, low self-esteem and depression. And, and so I just like to be that person to speak up sometimes to be like, listen to me, I got your back. People talk. Sometimes my life looks so exciting and fun and so perfect and whatever to most of you. I have my days too. I have my struggles. I have my anxieties. I have my stressors. It's going to be okay. Write it down. Take a breath. Check in with yourself. And, and it's, I don't know. It's just like we're, so for whoever listening, you are not alone. And if you're a happy-go-lucky positive person too, check in with your friends. Um, check in with yourself too. And um, we're like, Fangirl Sports Network, ex Camille Costic is here for you. <laughs> um, it's just, it's oh, that just that said, that one more time. Yeah, I said, I said, Fangirl Sports Network times Camille Costic is here for you. So this is a space. I know this is the first podcast, but if you're listening and you need to hear it, or if you have a friend or whatever, refer them to listen in on this. Kind of be that shoulder to lean on, that shoulder to cry on, that you know, that reach out for help. Have them listen to this because. We are all human beings at the end of the day. I think that I love my fan base and they respect me because there's like no room for entitlement here. I don't care how many followers I have. I don't care how many magazine covers I land on, how many, whatever, who I'm dating, you know, who my friends are, who I encounter, what I do for a living. At the end of the day, we are human beings that need to be here for each other and spread the love, spread the light. Just like whether I know you or not, this is a space. And like, this is the place that reminds you that the internet can be good. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be all bad. I agree with that 100%. And that is what we've been wanting to do with Fangirl Sports Network. We want a place for the female fan to feel comfortable and empowered and, and a place for them, for people to feel they can come and just be accepted and be themselves and be okay with that because we are all human. So I agree. Fangirl Sports Network and Camille Caustic, we are here for you. So, you know, don't, yes. don't hesitate to reach out. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. We're here. One of the good things about the internet for sure. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to MyBookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, when you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. 
no matter what you're selling. Amazon, Etsy, your own website. ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in blue. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Many of the guys I know use Harry's razors. If you visit their website, you can check out all different shave sets and face care products. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. Why try Harry's? Harry's founders were two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. This summer, refresh your wallet and your face with the Harry's trial set. It comes with a weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of our show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your special offer and let them know we sent you to support the show. So now I wanted to switch gears a little bit, not a lot actually, because it's all on, on the same wavelength, but you were our Sports Illustrated cover model, which is amazing. Your cover was, of course, absolutely gorgeous and gorgeous because you're gorgeous, but also because you shine. Like there's a light within you that comes out and a confidence that I think just adds to your outer beauty. So I would love for you to talk to us a little bit about how you got the job. I know you went on an audition with thousands and thousands of other girls, but I'd love for you just to talk a little bit about that experience. I know you've talked a lot about it being empowering, so I'd love to hear about that as well. Yeah, it was one of those things that um, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, I recognized that issue when I was about 15 years old, and, you know, we are surrounding this day and age around, you know, before Instagram and, you know, all the apps on cell phones came into play, the TV commercials, the billboards, the magazines, like, they're in our face all the time, especially as women, you know, the smoothed out skin, the, you know, tight, tall Amazonian bodies. And I'm not knocking them. Those women are absolutely incredible, but there was just like, you didn't see a lot of uh, diversity and different shapes and different sizes and different heights and different skin types. I didn't even recognize a lot of freckles in advertisements. Um, And Sports Illustrated Swimsuit was like the first time that I was like, oh my gosh, I could be a model. It was like the first time that I saw like hips and thighs and, you know, freckles. And I just, there was something about just simply the photos that I was like, these women are confident. Like they just radiated confidence to the pages. 
And it was just like at that age, I was just like, wow, if I were to ever go in the route of modeling, that's where I would want to go. Just plain and simple right there to that, the, to those pages. I want to get involved. Um, and as I grew older, you know, my love for Sports Illustrated heightened. I couldn't wait for the issue to hit the stands. I couldn't wait to take my $10 and go buy an issue. And um, every time they hit stands at airports or train stations, wherever it may be. And I just genuinely loved looking at the pictures and reading about the girls. Then when I learned about how they did online castings, I, I remember a lot of the girls um, would cast in office in New York at Sports Illustrated Swimsuit and I remember just obsessing over watching the next girl after the next girl and I'd be like oh this girl has what it takes she, her personality shines and you know people like Chrissy Teigen, Kate Upton, Tyra Banks, uh, Christy Brinkley, Kathy Ireland like they're they're living legends they're icons they and what I think what's so cool is yeah they're supermodels but we love them and oh and Ashley Graham we love them and know them because they have something to say they have a platform that they use with Sports Illustrated Institute to capitalize on. And they are like personalities. And that was something that drew me to Sports Illustrated even more, the more that I got to learn about them and their brands. And if you ask young me, um, or you ask my mom, or my very close friends from high school, I was going to be in that issue one day, the way that I spoke about it. I very much believe in the law of attraction and manifesting. And I talked about it all the time. And, you know, I, can, I went to school for journalism, um, and I always wanted to continue doing on-camera hosting. I always wanted to continue dancing. Um, but at some point in my life, I wanted to be amongst those pages, and I really want to represent that brand in one way or another. And um, I bring that up because that had a lot to do with my journey to get there. Um, I talked about it every day. I looked at the issue every day. I told my mom, um, I shouldn't say every day, every year. Um, I would tell my mom over and over again, um, when I bring home the issue and it would be on our coffee table, um, she'd be like, Oh, the new issue came out. And I was like, yeah, can't wait till I'm going to be in the, in it. <laughs> not if not on cover. I couldn't wait to be in it. And, um, it was just one of those things that I was just always wanted to do. And it was just going to be a matter of time. I truly believe that my timing at, at, you know, I started getting affiliated with sports Illustrated since I was 25. Um, I was on the cover at 27 years old. I don't think that that is any coincidence that it happened at this time in my life because it allowed me to really own who I am, which is a big part of my platform is owning who you are. Um, I think that if I had gotten into modeling younger, maybe I would have listened, maybe I would have gone an unhealthy route. Um, but walking to the agencies at 23, 24, 25, 26, I was able to walk away from anybody who didn't accept me as I was in the body that I was in. I was rejected from agencies for probably about four years, um, from coast to coast, um, from New York to Miami to LA. And it was a time and a place thing. Um, Sports Illustrated announced their first ever open call on Instagram. Basically, it was a teaser video saying, do you want to be the next? star do you want to be the next face amongst our pages we are looking for those diamonds in the rough those women who might not necessarily have much experience or be represented um it may be you and we want to meet you so submit a 60 second video to instagram hashtag si swim search and submit yourself to the first ever open call and it i got this feeling through my body 
that was like, this is it. Like, this is your time. Do this right. Make a video, submit it. And, you know, don't compare yourselves to all the other people applying. Um, focus on you. Focus on your journey. And keep on manifesting while working hard. Um, so I went into this open call without an agent. I applied. And fast forward, um, a year later, I ended up being one of the winners for the first ever open call. Um, fast forward, I ended up um, being named one of the first rookies of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. Um, I was the first model to shoot for the 2019 issue. And that first ever shoot of the 2019 issue ended up being um, the cover of my rookie year. So I am, you know, a lot went into that. Um, 12 years of work went into that. 12 years of talking about it went into that. Uh, years and years of rejection went into that cover. And a long journey of finding me and owning who I was um, went into that. So that cover stands for a lot. It's more than just being, you know, a beautiful cover to me. That is like for the dreamers. That is for the people that, you know, need to be reminded, take that risk. If people are closing doors on you, keep going. Um, because that was a long, hard journey <laughs> of self-discovery <laughs> that got me there. Um, and yeah, so in a nutshell, that was going for it. And that's kind of how I got there. So I, I had to submit myself. Um, when I got the news, I, my mom was the first person to call. I didn't have an agency to say, you know, thank you for introducing me and putting me in the right room to shake the right hands. It was, it was, um, putting myself in those rooms by myself and taking those leaps and doing my own submission video. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how it, that's how it happened. That's incredible. That's really cool. Do you remember? I mean, I'm sure it you is, remember. It is wild. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is, but it's, but it's hard work and a manifestation and, you know, manifestation with hard work makes things happen. So it's, it's incredible, but well served and, and not surprising because of the work, obviously that, that went into it. Where were you when you got the call, you were going to be the cover? Oh my gosh. I was actually, um, it was May 6th, 2019. The cover hit stands. Good morning, America. Um, had the rights to reveal the covers. So that morning, May 8th, 2018, Good Morning America made the worldwide announcement. But I ended up finding out on May 6th, and I was called into the headquarters in New York um, for Sports Illustrated. And um, each year they do a documentary series on wound search. So we were into our um, second annual open call, and I, I did a documentary sit down for my first year when I was in the swim search, even had, before I had won. So now I was called back in as, um, you know, one of, one of the first ever open call winners to kind of be a part of the second year um, open call. So I talked about my experience and I talked about, you know, how taking that chance um, taught me to become a rookie amongst the pages. And we just did a whole walkthrough of um, what my experience was like. Um, you know, my advice for the girls in the second annual open call, my advice to the girls in the future open calls. And, um, you know, I was hair and makeup ready and I sat down and I, I knew I had to do that. And um, I knew I was going to be in New York for um, 
press week and that the whole all of the models were headed to Miami. So I had to be in New York anyway. So I just came in a couple of days early um, to start filming my interview. And a lot of girls had already done their interviews in the can. Um, and so I was kind of one of the last people up to do mine. And they, they really shocked me. Um, they um, <laughs> sat me down in, a, in the room. We did the interviews. Cameras were all rolling. Um, and they had a little monitor. They told me that I was going to be able to see because um, we didn't get to see any of the images. You know, when you do your shoot, when I left Australia back in October, November 2018, I had no clue what images they were going to use in the magazine. Um, so we were all so eager for the magazine hit stands because that's when we see the pictures for the first time. When the world sees them for the first time, we see them for the first time. Um, so wow. I was sitting down. Yeah. And they were like, we're actually going to play the video for you of your um, the making of your rookie shoot. And I was so excited because I could barely even remember the, the bikinis I shot in. So they had told me ahead of time, you're going to be able to see that video. And so they said, we're going to show you the video on this monitor of your behind the scenes video of um, your shoot in the making. We'll stop it every 15 seconds. It's about 60 seconds long. Tell us how you feel felt in those moments when you were shooting. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, absolutely. So they stopped the video about four times. Um, by the fourth time, they let it roll through the last 15 seconds. And um, the video played. I was ready to give my feedback of like, yeah, I was never not dancing. So of course, I was dancing in the videos. I was like, <laughs> I was dancing. I was living the moment. I was getting ready for like all the things I was going to say. And in that last clip, um, it fades to black. And then they threw up the cover of the issue on this monitor and everyone in the room was just silent and just kind of waited to see what my reaction was going to be. And it like took me a minute um, to comprehend what I was looking at on the screen. Um, I couldn't form words. As you can tell, I talk a lot and it was like one of the first speechless moments of my entire life. Um, I couldn't catch my breath. Um, I couldn't, I, I couldn't cry. I couldn't scream. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I was in, complete and utter shock and if there were not cameras rolling I would not have remembered how I actually acted um and everybody was in the room and MJ was standing outside the door I had no idea and she had the cover blown up and kind of waited for me to have that like moment of reflection and be like this is really happening this is the cover of this year's issue that they are showing me that no one has seen yet and um then MJ and the squad rolled in and congratulated me, brought me flowers, had the cover blown up. They put the, the issue in my hand for the first time. And yeah, I don't really remember anything. I kind of blacked out. <laughs> and that's, that's how I found out. That's where I was. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That is a fabulous story. And for those who don't know, who is MJ? MJ Day is the Sports Illustrated swimsuit editor. She is the one who calls the shots and, um, you know, ultimately has a say in casting the girls for the issue, um, helping to, you know, be that big final say of who makes on the cover. That is who we interview with, um, who really, you know, gets to know you and wants to know why are you fit for the magazine? What would you do with this platform and this audience that, you know, we would be opening you up to? Um, what are your other passions? And she is, she's like queen MJ Day. She is a beautiful soul. I think that's what I love so much about SI is, you know, it's one thing to have a job that you're, you know, a dream job that you aspire to, to be a part of, but it's another when you literally work with a dream team. So 
they are like breaths of fresh air back there. She is like everything that I embody. And I feel so lucky to have her approval to, um, to be the face of such an iconic brand that she's grown. That's fantastic. That's been, and what a fabulous story. What a great way to find out. That's amazing. It is lucky the cameras were there. I'm sure you kind of a little bit blacked out. I so. know. I'm so happy. I <laughs> love watching that video. That is, that is amazing. Uh, well, before we get to five fun facts, um, which is how, since this is the first ever episode, listeners, we are going to do a five fun facts with everybody at the end of the episode. You guys may know I do this uh, with 49ers players all the time, um, and it's been a lot of fun, so I thought it would be a fun thing to do with our guests. But before that, I have two other questions for you. First of all, um, now that your boyfriend, Rob Gronkowski, is retired, how are you guys going to be spending football Sundays? Will you be watching football? Will you be doing anything but watching football? How do you think those are going to go? Oh, my gosh. And you know what? It's actually so interesting um, that both of us kind of realized because um, before I met Rob, I was a Patriots shooter. So my when I when I made that roster back in 2013, my rookie year, I was going to school full-time, and my – school schedule, my commuting schedule, my eating schedule, my everything revolved around the New England Patriots football schedule and my practice schedule with the dance team. And I think it's so interesting now that like, you know, after I resigned from being a cheerleader and then I was, um, you know, I became a diehard Pats fan because that was my team I cheered for. And then, you know, it got very personal when I started dating Rob. Um, and would, you know, be at as many games on the road or in Agile Stadium as possible. Um, but like, even when I would be in Los Angeles or at a shoe or wherever it may be, I made sure I had that game downloaded on my phone or, like, made sure that I was at the game or watching it on the road. It is so interesting how I really don't know the Patriots schedule this year. Like, I simply from – I, like – keep being reminded that opening game is on Sunday for the Patriots and it's so wild to me because I literally would like count down the days but listen I love the Patriots I am rooting for them but I just like I I know I'm going to be at in New York for New York Fashion Week this this week for the opening game it's just it's so I don't know I don't know I don't know if I'm going to be at the game um I usually sit in Bill Belichick's suite from the past with Linda Holiday um, his woman, him, his girlfriend, and I have an open invite to continue sitting with the girls and the other players and wives um, to watch the game. And Rob also has the open invite to go sit there. But we, I just like, we're so excited for these next chapters of our lives um, that I think it's going to be, you know, when we could turn on the game, we'll turn on the game. And if we can be at a game, we'll be at a game. But it's, it's definitely not, you know, Let's make sure we don't schedule anything around the game so we can be in the stands, you know? And it's not, it's not going to be our Sundays anymore, uh, you know, with him on the field and me in the stands. So I still got to figure that one out. But um, I definitely – I will admit that in my calendar that I have underneath my phone right now, I don't have any of the Patriots games scheduled in. Scheduled in. So it'll be whenever I can kind of catch the game. But, um, you know, I'll forever and always have my Patriots app, so I'll be up to date on the score and who's winning and, you know – what our record is for the season, but um, I can't say that I will be at every game anymore. <laughs> well, if you miss anything, you know you can follow Patriots Fangirl. She will have you covered. Yeah. Um, so if you miss yeah. anything, she, she will make sure to get it. was a shameless plug for our Patriots Fangirl. 
but I, I had to. It felt right. Um, yeah, but she can def definitely keep you covered. Um, but that's understandable. You know, when, when your whole life is revolved around it, it's probably nice to get a little break. And you yeah. talked about your next chapter. What is the next chapter for Camille Caustic? Well, you know, I will say I did. I noticed how I said that. I am kind of like already in it. Um, I, I, that's so funny because I was talking about Rob and I, and obviously Rob made like a big announcement about his newest partnership and, you know, how he's stepping into that entrepreneurial businessman world. Um, so it's more so like a new chapter for him that he's stepping into, but I feel like I'm like smack dab in the middle of my dream job right now, but a big, big part of, um, you know, capitalizing on this platform and, you know, um, outside of being, you know, the newest cover of SA Swimsuit is I've been having so much fun scheduling more and more lectures and university tours and, and panels um, throughout the fall and going into the new year um, because I am loving um, this new journey and kind of chapter of being able to finally not just talk about it, but really get to truly be on the scene, be on location, meeting people, you know, beyond just having listening in on podcasts or connecting through the screen on the telephone of getting to do these wellness events. I just did my first ever wellness event um, last Sunday. It was called Ignite Your Light um, with Rachel Rubin, CEO of this company called Parlor, And it was awesome. And, you know, the meet and greet was just like the cherry on top at the end where I got to hear stories and reach out and hug people and have those never not dancing moments in person and um, really get to connect and teach how I journal, um, how I deal with stresses and anxiety, how I'm an advocate for self-acceptance and body image. Um, and so I'm, I've scheduled a lot more of those, um, not only in New England, but around um, the country this year. So I'm very excited to get into a lot of universities this year and have that kind of be my, my big passion project and, and the biggest, um, I guess, the newest chapter of my life of finally, you know, instead of just being like, I want to reach more people of actually getting to do that now. So that is probably my newest, my newest um, venture that I'm taking on that I'm excited about. Um, for me. Oh, that's awesome. So everybody keep an eye out for those because I think as evidenced by this podcast, you are a fantastic speaker and everybody would be lucky to uh, get to be there listening to everything you have to say. So I personally will be keeping an eye out for those if you're in California because um, I would yes. love to end. Um, so that is, that is fantastic. Well, you know what that means? It's time for five fun facts. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I, like I said, I do this with the 49ers players. It's, it's really fun. Mm -hmm. A lot of the families do it about different people. Um, and I mean, of course it's fun. It is called five fun facts. So I will just read down, um, the five facts we're asking you about and let us know. I'm going to start with what was your favorite, what is your favorite moment in sports? Oh, favorite moment in sports was Malcolm Butler interception um, at Super Bowl XLIX. I was, that was my last game um, that I was a Patriots cheerleader for. I was right there on the sidelines, and the sidelines were so, so super crowded. And I just remember the crowd roaring with 18 seconds left in the game. I couldn't tell if it was good for the Patriots nation or if it was good for the Seahawks at the time. But there were cannons of confetti right behind my lineup for the, for the cheerleading girls on the side. And these guys who were loading up the cannons with confetti had already preloaded blue and green confetti because the Seahawks were looking like they were going to end that game winning Super Bowl. In fact, as many of us know, when Malcolm had that interception, that all changed and the Patriots um, ended up winning 
the game, I like get chills thinking about the way that everybody celebrated and what that felt like um, in that environment. And all I heard were the guys looking the the confetti cannons saying, "We need red, white, and blue confetti. We need red, white, and blue confetti." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And you know, there was so you know between all the people with the media credentials and the players and um, all of the you know cameras from every which direction and all the people you can't as cheerleaders on the sidelines by our team we couldn't even see the field um and so you know we heard the the cannon confetti comment and then i looked up on the jumbotron and i kept seeing the replay over and over again um and then we knew um we were rushing the ropes doing um snow angels and the confetti um and then just got to be feet away from that lombardi trophy and that that was my favorite moment in sports history <laughs> Well, that's, I think that's fair. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that yeah. that could be stopped. Uh, what would you say your life motto is? Don't worry about things that you can't control. Um, again, another one that's so much easier said than done. Um, but really think about it. Do not worry about things you can't control. There's no, there, there's no, there's no use in worrying. You're only, you're only troubling yourself. You're only getting inside your mind. You're only, you know, going to sleep or waking up with or going throughout your day, worrying about things that are out of your control. So um, you kind of let things go sometimes. So I, I constantly remind myself of that a lot um, when I try to take control of an outcome or a situation. Good one. Uh, Go-to workout. Oh, um, resistance bands. I take those on the road all the time. I could do those in a plane when I have to fly overseas or cross country, um, slide them right up over my knees to do kind of open clothes. You can put them on your um, wrist and open clothes, working the biceps and triceps when you're sitting in the back of a car or Uber for me, like trains and planes. Um, mind you, I, this is like so shameless of me admitting this, but I love to fly JetBlue Mint. Uh, hello, JetBlue sponsor me. Um, and I have the luxury of kind of, <laughs> of being in those pods. I can't say if I was like in the middle seat between two people, I can't pull my resistance bands out and put my arms out and open them side to side. Like I do in like my little pod in first class, but it's so bougie of me, but that's why, what I mean by doing them on the plane. So maybe don't do that if you're sitting coach. Um, but I love doing them in the hotels in my bedroom before going to sleep before the shower, you know, you don't even have to be in the gym to do it. So, um, those, that, those are my go-to. I actually did them the other day while I was getting my hair highlighted with resistance band in the middle of the salon. So Amazing. I feel you. So you know what, guys, if you're in coach, go for it. You know what? It's fine. Just don't hit anybody while you do it. You're fine. You're good to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what is your go-to coffee order? Okay. I saw this one on the list before I, before we were talking and I was almost going to be like, Trace. I don't drink coffee, but then I was like, wait, that's literally my answer. So I don't drink caffeine. I don't drink energy drinks. I am like a child. I like think that coffee tastes yucky. There's so many people who are like, what? Um, I just like, I keep trying. I love the smell of coffee. Love it. Like love waking up to hotels or the house or wherever I may be to the smell of coffee. And I keep trying to take sips of it that each year that I get older and I just cannot acquire taste for it. So, and I just get jittery and it makes me uncomfortable because I'm like not accustomed to the caffeine still. So my go-to coffee order is literally non-existent. That's a fun so fact. Nice. <laughs> no, it's a fun fact. That's, <laughs> yeah. coffee. That's a very good fun fact. Um, yeah. And our last 
But not least, fifth fun fact, what is a book every woman should read? Oh, my gosh. Um, you Are a Badass is an incredible book. And The Secret. I watched The Secret. Um, people can read it, but I watched it. Um, I was always kind of like a book on tape type of girl, even growing up. Like I didn't, I never wanted to read Huckleberry Finn. So I listened to it on tape. Um, but you are a badass. That's even a book I actually passed on to Rob. So that's currently in his, um, uh, his book bag when he travels, he slowly but surely is getting through it. But, um, that would be off the top of my head. That would be it. All right. That's, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Camille, thank you so much. I, I cannot think of a better guest for our first ever Get My Job podcast. It was so much fun. Um, thank you so much for being with us today and for collaborating with us. And um, we're just yeah. so excited to be part of our Fangirl Nation. Totally. And you guys listening, if this is your first time ever hearing of me, at Camille Kostick is my handle on Twitter and Instagram where I'm most active. And you will see my selfies of me and my Never Not Dancing collaboration hat with Fangirl Sports Network. So if you're looking for ways to rock it, I'll be on there rocking all the time. So, <laughs> And if you're just looking for like a mood boost and a dancing moment or you want to tag me in it, tag me there. I will share it. I will share the love with people. If you have something you want to talk to me about, reach out. I will try to respond the best I can. Um, yeah, that would be my, my, my walkout note. There we go. That's, I can think of no better walkout note. That is fantastic. Thank you, Camille. <laughs> fantastic. Thank and you, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.